Reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston Super Show. Boy, do I have a good show for you today. Wow, way better show than that Packers performance last night. Wow, you know I had to open with that. So, you know, I don't want to jump into football. Let me do this right. You know, we got the review to do here. Very important review. I take the review serious. Can't you tell? Can't you tell? Come on now. Well, folks, I just finished watching 1923, episode four, and I got to say, I got to say, you know, I do my review with limited spoilers here on Preston Super Show. I like to try to keep it authentic. I have to say, I love the flow of that episode. That's that's a good rewatch right there. You know, you hate when there's a good show, but then you watch an episode and you're like, that was a good episode, but I won't watch that again. I won't watch that again. This is one. And I felt like that about some episodes of 1883. A little bit. A little bit. Some of those I'm like, well, let's get moving. You know what I mean? Like, all right, I get it. You know, you got to build it up. I get it. But now let's get moving and get on this wagon train. Right. The beginning, there's like one part that really, really you want to go back and watch. And that's with Sam Elliott right at the bar scene. The rest of it, you're like, hey, man, let's just get let's just get it going. You know, and I can understand that from people, you know what I mean? Being impatient. So this is a show that I feel like is going to be an acquired taste for people. I'm going to put it that way. This 1923, I really enjoy the show. Personally, I think it's a good show. I really am a big fan of Taylor Sheridan and what he's done with Yellowstone and how he's evolved it and really really taking it um, to another level and now a lot of what I'm saying is coming true let me explain so everybody's expecting another episode you know to come real quick but they said you know next episode not coming till February 5th so I finished watching this episode episode 4 war in the turquoise turquoise tide I gave it five stars let me just say that right now i give this episode five stars and i'm like i said we'll do this limited spoilers we all believe jacob dutton's dead well you really need to watch this episode to know for sure then what happens who did i say was going to break out who did i say was going to have a breakout role and here it comes kara dunn and here she comes with a breakout role touching performance moving performance and she really showed grit, tenacity. And she captured the moment. Well done. Well done. Now, a lot circulating in this episode. We do get to go see Tiana, Tiana Rainwater and how that's progressing out there. They did flip back to that. They 
didn't play anything about her in the last episode, but this episode, they pick back up with it. And the way they did it is very gruesome, but it's very telling of how the Native American people view the Catholic Church at that time. And and, and, um, this is a reflection of those views, in my opinion. It's my opinion. Now, Spencer and Alexandria, they're off. It's honeymoon time. Well, that too is coming to a screeching halt. It becomes very difficult for Elizabeth and Jack. They've been wounded. They're recovering. There's been loss, devastation, and now there's being cattle stolen from their ranch by Banner, the devious villain who's been up to no good this entire time and plotting the takeover of the Yellowstone is what's happening here. The sheep herders are waging war against the cattle ranchers. Now, that too will come to a head and we will see that progress as you're seeing there. They show you a little bits and pieces of the next episode to get you a little bit fired up and they're good. The, The pieces they show are good. So we know there's a fight coming. We know there's a war coming that it's not done. If you've been watching up to this episode, it's not done folks, but Elizabeth is, uh, her, her mom doesn't want her to marry. She doesn't believe it's a, a a place fit for her to be. She wants her out of there. Well, that all doesn't work out for her mom. Does it, you know, Kara Dutton puts the kibosh on that, but she does it with tender loving care, right? She does it in a way that a mom would. And, and that's what I really appreciated. That was a lot of dedication to her craft showing out and showing up. So that was really cool to see. Now, I told you my rating right away. Five stars. I mean, it was a really well done episode. Thank you, Terry Taylor Sheridan and cast and crew production. Everybody who worked on it. Thank you. Thank you. Makeup people, everything. I mean, you nailed it. It, it was legit. It was legit. I have to say that. I have to give them credit where credit's due. I'll be harsh. I'll be harsh when I need to be. But I don't need to be harsh all the time because there's no need. Only need to be harsh when I need to. This episode I cannot be too critical of. What a great story. What a great job of storytelling. I mean, this was really done well. And you'll really enjoy this all the way through. But there's got to be one character that stands out. Like I said, Kara Dunn. She stands out above all, and I'm so pumped up for the next episode, and we have to wait till February 5th. Wow, what a buildup. And maybe that's what they're going for, because they've seen how they did 1883, and they said, well, we, we ran that too fast. We aired all that too fast. Let's slow down. Let's let people watch one through four and go back and watch a little bit more of it this month before on the fifth day of February, we drop a new episode. Makes sense to me. So ladies and gentlemen, that's what I have for you in my review today. Not going to spoil it. Not going to ruin it. I thought it was a great episode. I really want you to check it out. 1923 episode 4. And you will absolutely enjoy, enjoy this episode. You'll love it. This is the best one they've had this far. War and the Turquoise Tide. When I come back, I am breaking down Super Wild Card Weekend. Yes, I am. The show must go on. Packers aren't in it. Nothing I can do about that. 
All I can do is run the super show the way I want. And that's what I'm here to do for you. So when I come back, we're going to break all that down. I'm going to give you my picks, my winner. You'll like that when it comes up next. Thank you. So we're here picking the wild card weekend winners. And let's start with the AFC side only because their side was figured out first. They're all figured out now, but their side was figured out first. We'll start with them. They were first in line. Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. I don't think the Bills are are losing right now. I, I don't think that's happening. This team is so together right now, and the Dolphins are still that team. Yeah, you have Tyreek Hill. Yeah. What else you got, man? What else you got? Your defense is okay, but your offense, meh. That's that's not good enough to beat the Bills. That's not good enough. I'm going to take the Bills over the Dolphins. Then we have Bengals versus Baltimore. Let me tell you about this game. This is going to be a hard-nosed game. Tough win for the Bengals. But they'll win it. The Bengals will beat the Ravens. And I think what you're going to see out of that game is a little bit of struggling from Joe Burrow. Because I think the Ravens' defense, because they play him so often, I think they'll have a good plan for him. But I don't think it's going to be enough. And I don't think the Ravens' offense is built for a big run this year. I think this is this is where they get off the boat. Then we have Chargers for Jacksonville Jaguars. And here's a team everybody's overlooked in Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's a team that has a second-year quarterback in there. Did his job. Trevor Lawrence did his job. He came in there, got him the playoffs. You can't hate on him. He came in. Look, the first year he came in there, we knew it was going to be tough. There was a lot of things he had to figure out. You know, it was a brand new system. Everything's changing around the kid. But you can't make excuses in the NFL. That doesn't work. You get fired. Look at Lovey Smith. Look at all these other Cliff Kingsbury. Fired. Can't make excuses. You have to win. That's what the pros are about. Go make excuses in college. Go make excuses in high school football. Don't come to the NFL and make excuses. Those stop. You lose, you lose, you take ownership, and you move on. And that's what one of these teams is going to have to do. I do not think the Chargers are that good. I think they're a good team for the regular season. But for the playoffs, I will take Trevor Lawrence on my team over Justin Herbert every day of the playoffs if it's between those two. Now, no consolation prize. Realistically, whoever's going to win that game is going to end up playing the Chiefs. Pretty much. So we'll see how it all pans out, but realistically, the winner of that game is probably going to end up playing the Chiefs. So, in my humblest of opinions, the Chargers... They don't want that game. They don't want that game against the Chiefs. A a well-rested Chiefs team. Nah, they don't want that one, folks. This is going to be the Jaguars to steal. That wraps up the AFC side. Now let's go to the NFC side, which really got weird. And honestly, this is the uglier side this year. This specific year, this is the uglier side. 
We'll start with the Seahawks versus the 49ers. And the problem is, is that the 49ers are, I'll give you a problem with both teams. The problem with the 49ers is they've won 10 in a row, so they're due for a loss. Like, they're they're ready to be humbled. They've used three different quarterbacks this year, and guys are catching the ball from just whoever's throwing it at this point. Then you have the Seahawks, who this is an this this team is not stable. This is not a stable team. This is this is table. This whole team reeks of instability. And you have a head coach who's been there and done it. That's what they have in their pocket. A head coach who's been there and done it. They did beat the Rams in overtime just yesterday. Now, what's going to happen from this point forward is up to them, but I don't feel a threat from their rushing attack. I don't feel a threat besides two receivers they have in Lockett and DK Metcalf, and I don't see any threat from their defense. But they always play the 49ers tough, and there's a chance. But I'm going to take the 49ers safe bet on that one. I just don't, I don't see them losing it at home. Then, the Giants up against the Vikings. That one's going to get ugly for somebody. One of those teams is going to get done dirty in this game. And it's hard to say. You know, it's hard for me to pick the Vikings. That's that's a tough one. But the Giants? Mm, I'm not impressed. Mm, no. No. I'm going to go with the Vikings in that one. I'm not impressed with the with the Giants. At least one team has to be represented from the NFC North. So I think our team representing the North that won the division, I think they'll take that game. Then you have the game everybody's going to be watching. This is the one everybody wants to watch is the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. Let me tell you why everybody wants to watch that game. That could be Tom Brady's last game. It, that that alone makes it worth watching. I mean, this could be the guy's last game, for real. And um, their team has not looked good all year. The Buccaneers have not looked good this year. They found a way to make the playoffs. So it's not about how you look. It's about how you finish. And they were able to finish in a way where they could make the playoffs because, number one, their division is the worst division in football. They're going to say NFC North, yeah, well... We have teams that were fighting until the end, and the NFC South doesn't. So that's my pushback on them. That's my rebuttal there. Cowboys versus the Buccaneers, huh? You know, after that Cowboys game that I just watched, even though, you know, are they really trying that hard? Are they really, you know, they know the Eagles are going to get their win. Are they really trying? So I think that because... That lack of motivation. I think because of that lack of fire in that Cowboys team and everybody's hyped that everybody's hyped up all year. I think the Buccaneers are going to sneak that one out. I really do. The Cowboys owe the Buccaneers one. They do. Doesn't mean they'll get it. And you got to remember, here's Tom Brady who's been there, done that. Knows how to work the game. He knows how to run, run everything on that field. Yeah, he doesn't have the weapons. Yeah, he doesn't have the horses, but okay, the year he did win, it wasn't like, um, oh my goodness, you know, they're unbeatable. No, they weren't. They were beatable. It was just a matter of 
they played well when it came time to the postseason. There's a good chance that that happens again. These guys rally around Brady, and they know they're there. They're here. They made it. So all the rest of that stuff, all that regular season garbage is gone. Whatever you did, whatever stats you had, whatever, it doesn't matter now because now it's you versus that team. Winner moves on, loser goes home. That's exactly where Tom Brady wants to be. I'm taking the Buccaneers over the Cowboys, folks. And that'll wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend. I'll be tuning in. Hope you do too. Thanks for listening to Preston Super Show. Share with 100 friends. Like and subscribe. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Palms 37-4.